welcome to the main stage of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Well, if it isn't my own personal main stage, Joe Batanz. Hey, Curdy Girl, while you do like to walk all over me. <laughs> well, you make it so easy. <laughs> and for... <laughs> <laughs> and from Sirius XM's radio, one-on-one with Larry Flick, exclusively on Entertainment Weekly Radio, it's Larry Flick. Hello. He- hello. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. We never are, so it's fine. All the glamour. This week, the girls were challenged to design not only their own princess couture but to also create a backstory as well as a sidekick. Gentlemen, start your engines, and may Joe Batance die! What? (laughs) (laughs) First up, we have RuPaul. So, Larry, what did you think of RuPaul's look this week? You know, I'm not really loving the RuPaul looks this year. Uh, The wig looks a little cheap, and I do like... Actually, let me take that back. I like... I like the dress. I like the fact that her her butt's bigger, but I don't like the wig. I think the wig looks cheap. So would you give this look a toot or a boot? I would toot it. Toot it. Okay. Joe? Toot! (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I would give this look a definite toot just compared to last week's look. I think that she looks much better, much more polished. The hair's not necessarily my favorite, but I think that her makeup is much better than it was last week, with the exception of the eyelashes. I don't like the heavy lower eyelashes, but I would give this one a definite toot. So next up on the runway is Cynthia Lee Fontaine. Okay. Uh, Cynthia is wearing a long pink, what looks to be some sort of velvet or velour, possibly a Sasha velour dress with a rubber kickball on her head uh, and and gloves. So, Joe, what do you give this look? Boot. Why do you give it a boot? It's horrible. It looks like she uh, is in Beauty and the Beast. Like, and she's been doomed to a, a, an eternity as one of the accoutrements in the Beast Palace. Accoutrement or courtesan? No accoutrement, because isn't that what the little thing they, they they're turning into one of his prop his piece his furniture pieces and little things he uses, right? She looks like she could be the perfume bottle. Okay, okay. Cuckoo <laughs> Chanel number five. Cuckoo Chanel. <laughs> Larry, what do you think about this? What do you think about this look? I hate this look. I, it, first of all, it reminds me a little too much of last week's look. Like the similar, like the tall headpiece. It's just boot. Okay. Yeah, I would give this look a boot, too. I don't think it's flattering at all. The weird construction paper shoulder plate that she has. And then we just, any place that there was some bare space, we just throw a gem on it. Not not her strongest look at all. I would definitely give this look a boot. So next up is Pheromone. Pheromone came out as a... Little Mermaid inspired outfit with an aqua colored hair and a gl- glued together piece of fabric for a skirt. So, Larry, what is your think? What is what is your think? What do you think about this look? And do you give it a toot or a boot? It looks a little too much like every look Derek Barry did. Last yes, year. yeah, um, really boring, really just 
boot. And, and, and I have to say, I do not enjoy pastel hair. Okay. I just make it, you know, blonde, white, black, you know, the blue hair. No, it look it look, it looks like it looks like like one of those slushy cones you would get from a carnival. <laughs> very party city. It's very much a party very city. Very party city. Yeah. And it looks like cheap hair. Yeah, it looks cheap. Uh, boot. Okay. Joe Batanz. I'm gonna say it's. I, I'm gonna give it a boot. I'm gonna give it a boot. I do. I think it's basic, but it shows off her twinkie body, which who doesn't love to see a twinkie body? But the, ultimately, oh Taylor and Larry are raising their hands. <laughs> but uh, but ultimately, you know what her hair and her costume look like is like. Have you ever been eating a delicious piece of cotton candy and you accidentally drop it and you're like, oh, but you know what? The floor is clean. It didn't pick up that much stuff. <laughs> And then you pick it up, you're like, oh, look at all this stuff I picked up. Okay. So I would give this a boot as well. Um, I Yeah, it's, it's just very basic and very plain. It's very season two before they knew what they were doing. So that would be my thought on that. Also, this next one up is Sasha Velour, who came in in a... Uh, long white dress and had a cage attached to her head and told some ridiculous story about self-esteem that made no sense compared to the dress. So, Joe Batanz, do you like this look? What do you think about it? Give it a toot or a boot? Boot. Because apart from the shit on her head, that's a really, like, boring, basic dress. I didn't think there's, like, like I'm not a big fan of everything below the neck, and I'm only kind of interested in everything above the stupid damn eyebrows she has. So I'm going to give it a boot. All right. Larry Flick. Um, I really like her makeup, and, and I actually like the headpiece, but the dress is completely uninspired. So, boot. Yeah, I would agree with that. And even then, the head headpiece, I wanted to see more with it. She, I feel like she could have done more with it than she did. And the storyline didn't necessarily, her mythology didn't match up with the dress. I think the dress looks like a nightgown, and I am not impressed with it at all. So I would definitely give this one a boot. Next up, Valentina. Larry Flick, what are your thoughts on Valentina? Not as great as the judges seem to believe. To me, it looked like a figure skating outfit with a Shirley Temple wig. Um, Good face. But the wig and the outfit, just average drag. Boot. Okay. Joe Batanz. Toots. Toot. Okay. You answered that one real fast. <laughs> she, needs a, she needs to change her name to Valentuna. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, brother. Gross. Because she is fishy. That's what that means, uh, Taylor. Yes, I got that. Thank you. Thank you. I wasn't sure, but I think I put the pieces together. Um, I would give this one a... Chicken of the sea. (laughs) I would give this one a... Comes in a can. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I would give this one a toot for the third time. Not because of the outfit as much as because she's giving us a different look. I appreciate the fact with the white hair and the makeup was something slightly different. And in that regards, I will give it I will give it a toot with reservation 
copyrighted Taylor Latte Boy. And uh, I, I, but I, I agree that it is kind of a basic and she shouldn't have been in the top three for this look. So. Next up, Eureka O'Hara. So Eureka was a sewer queen and pretty much ripped off her look from Violet Chachki. Joe Batanz, what are your thoughts on Eureka O'Hara? Boot. I'll tell you why. Not only did she rip it off her, uh, not only did she rip off her costume from Violet Chachki, but have you ever eaten, been eating like a delicious piece of cotton candy, <laughs> and you're in a jewelry store? And you and full of baubles. Like no, you know what? You're at Mike Michaels. Do they have those out there? Yes. And you're at Michaels, and you drop that delicious piece of cotton candy at Michaels, and you're like, I didn't pick up that section. many. Yeah, in the bead section. Yeah, I didn't pick up that many stupid shit that they have at Michaels. Uh, you know, what? have you ever been to Michaels, Taylor? Uh, with the wedding happening in two weeks, I'm in Michaels all the time right now. Are you one of those annoying people? Like when I go there, like I'm just buying like some popsicle sticks or whatever. And then there's an always an old lady who she's buying like three gem. Like it's like a, and they have to ring up each little gem. Oh, I literally, I am very familiar right now with the Michaels buyer and I have cursed under my breath at many of them over the last couple of months. Larry, you ever go to this Michaels? Do they have those in New York City? Um, I don't know that they have them. I've, I've never been. It's like a craft store. Okay, yeah, I'm not a crafty guy. Hmm. I hire people. I think people from your old show would disagree. Um, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Speaking of Larry, Larry, what do you think of Eureka? Um, you know, I, I don't love the outfit, but not for the reasons that you don't. Um... I just think it's kind of boring. What I do like, though, being a big girl, I like how much she's exposed her legs. Mm -hmm. And I like the fact that she's so nicely cinched. She doesn't look like it doesn't look like she's got, you know, big packs of hot dogs hanging out of her back. Um, I like I like the fact that she's proper hourglass shape. And I did when she turned turned the, uh, you know, turned onto the runway. All I zeroed in on were her legs, and I thought that was bold and beautiful. And for that reason alone, I give her a two. Okay. She I looks like one of those. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, Taylor. No, go ahead, Joe. You ever seen those fat people walking around like at amusement parks, and their like feet bend inwards because they're so fat? Uh, yeah. She kind of looks like one of those. I give her a boot. This is all your fault. <laughs> I know. This is, is all my fault. I give her a boot, but that was one thing that, looking at these pictures again, I think the cinch, it's a great cinch. She's not spilling over or under it, which we've seen with other queens that have tried that, where it's, it's just not a good look. So in that regard, she has my respect, but I did not like the look. And I thought if you're going to have a storyline like a sewer queen, there's so much more you could have done with that. So I would definitely give this look a boot. Next up is Alexis Michelle, and Alexis was another queen from the sea, but she had crazy fluorescent hair and bluish-gray skin. So, Larry Flick, what did you think of Alexis Michelle's look? I loved this look. I loved her face and her hair. Um, the dress was not very exciting, and that little branch she's holding is kind of weird, but... 
from the neck up, I thought it was uh, really beautiful. Um, I give it a toot with reservations. Okay. Hashtag Tarot with a Latte Boy. <laughs> yeah, because the, the yeah exactly because the hair and the face were that good, but the dress was very Bianca Del Rio in a flood. Okay, okay, Joe Batanz, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Alexis Michelle's look? I give it a two. I'll tell you why. I like it. She looks good. She looks fierce. Uh, I like the little crabs hanging there. I don't hate the dress so much. And I kind of like the Cindy Lauper sort of uh, under the sea Cindy Lauper look there with her wig. Am I wrong there on that, Taylor? No, no, not at all. I I, I will give this look a toot. Um, a, 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 I'm not as crazy about the bottom half. I know she talked in a tuck that she thought she probably possibly could have been in top three. I don't necessarily agree with that. However, the makeup and the hair. I love that iridescent bluish gray color of her skin as it's as it goes against the fluorescent hair. I think it's a really strong look and it, it definitely gets your attention when you're looking at it. So in that regards, I appreciate it. And that's why I'm giving her a toot. Next up, Kimora Black. Joe Batanz, what are your thoughts on Kimora Black's look that was jungle inspired? It's awful. It was an awful look. I've told people this already. Anyone who'll listen. It looks like this Kamora Black, like they, you know, cause they, the queens talk about this. You get this tip sheet a couple of weeks before the show, and they say, this is the looks you need to bring. And it's like she looked at that and said, meh, I'll bring what I have that I like, and then I'll just make it work. Kind of like what uh, this Kennedy did. Remember with that rooster thing she did for the Death Becomes Her look? After and a long night of tricking, after yeah. a long night of hooking, hooking, uh, Trey yeah. didn't like the session, uh, so he gutted me. So he gutted me and, and lit me on fire. But uh, anyway, uh, I don't remember the whole thing. But the point is, it's sort of like that where she like she had this look already, and or some parts of it, and she's like, "That's what I'm gonna do. I don't give a shit. I'll make up some bullshit story about a monkey and a banana." And uh, go down the runway. So I, Taylor, I'm going to give it a toot. A toot? Mm-hmm. It's opposite day. No, a boot. <laughs> okay. Larry Flick, what are your thoughts on Kamora Black's jungle-inspired princess look? You know, it's funny. As much as I, I'm not a fan of hers, I didn't hate this look. I just thought it didn't really work with the challenge. Yeah. Um. I like the hair very much. I like that that kind of that that stole thing that she's carrying around behind her. Um, I think you know, separating what I feel about her, I don't I don't like her as a queen. I don't like her personality. But if I saw a photo, like like I'm looking at this photo right now on my screen, and I'm thinking she looks hot. So again, boot with reservations. Hashtag Taylor the Latte Boy. I would give this look a boot, um, but I do like her hair. I, I will say that I, I do like the hair, and that's really that's about it. The the weird the the face painting with the thing under the lip and the stone and the it just didn't it didn't read to me as far as if you're trying to do jungle inspired. If she was doing more of a like an Indian or Middle Eastern, that would make more sense, but it, it didn't go with... I, she, it, a lot of them, it just seemed like we're just going to slap things on her face and call ourselves princesses, and this would be an example of that that I don't understand why she did it, but... 
Sex. That's my sex um, life. Except it what? replaced things with penises. What? <laughs> you, said, you said she's going to slap things on her face and call herself a princess. So I said that, uh, I said, uh, that's my sex life. Oh. Except replace things with penises. I slap myself with penises, Taylor, and I call myself a princess. You get that? Next up is Peppermint. <laughs> Peppermint had on a fire princess-inspired outfit, and from the pictures that we're seeing, her sidekick. We haven't really talked about many of the sidekicks, but hers was a pilot light. Larry Flick, what are your thoughts on Peppermint's princess-inspired look? It looks like she found an old dominatrix outfit and then took some construction paper and made like a neck thing out of it. I I hate this look. I like her face. The rest of it's a boot. Okay. Joe Batanz, what are your thoughts? It looks like something she looks, you know what she looks like? Remember on Good Times, the woman who was the mother of Janet Jackson? Uh, yes, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Larry? Say that one more time. What was the name of the woman that she played Janet Jackson's mom on Good Times? Walona. <laughs> Walona. That's right. She... Janet Dubois. <laughs> See? This is why you have Larry around. She looks like Walona from uh, Good Times, but like if she were under the sea. It, well, she looks, she looks like she bought that from a secondhand hooker store. It's just really... Not even a first-rate hooker store. A second-hand hooker store. Like, what? By the way, what hookers are turning in their clothes? Like, <laughs> what do you a call that? Consignment shop. Yeah, like a consignment. It's a cunt consignment <laughs> shop. Uh, I'm gonna give this. I'm actually gonna give this a toot. I actually liked it actually because it's a little costumey, but I kind of feel the challenge was kind of costumey. Yeah. I would I would give this a toot primarily because one thing that was brought up last week was that we seem to keep saying seeing the same thing from her as far as the jacket with the collar. I remember uh, our co-host last week bringing that up. Our guest co-host, what's his um, name? Taylor J Ellis. I had to think about it for a second. Who it was <laughs> J? Or was it you that said that? No, I know was his name J Ellis. No, I no, I know you. I. Were you the one that said it's the same silhouette every week, or was it? Oh yeah, 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 it's me. Yeah. Okay, but so so I appreciate the fact that she wore something different. There was a different look this week. We should call her so. Kimono Black because she's black and she's always wearing kimonos. And Kimura's gone. Next up, Trinity Taylor. <laughs> Trinity Taylor was yet another under the sea inspired outfit. Uh, Joe Batanz, what are your thoughts on Trinity Taylor? You know what she looks like? What? Like she'd be like the villain on a Harper Valley PTA Harper Valley PTA episode. Remember that show with Barbara Eden? Larry, remember that show? <laughs> Harper Valley PTA? Yes. Barbara Eden from I Dream of Genie? Yes. She does look like Barbara Eden now, she's saying. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. She does have a Barbara Eden look to her. She's got that weird mouth though. There's Yeah, I don't like it. I said heavily surgerized. I, well, and I had said when we first did the, I think the Meet the Queens episode or the first episode of the season that she had, had bad teeth, and I don't think it's teeth. I think that she's had her mouth done with collagen or something so often that it's it's affected the actual shape of her mouth. But 
So, so would you give this look a toot or a boot? Boot. You know, I didn't like this, actually. I did not like this outfit. I know they were in love with it on the judges panel. I, I didn't like it, actually. Thank you. Okay. Larry, toot or boot? Uh, I would give this a toot. I, li- I like the headpiece. I find her face odd because of all the surgery. I think there was probably a good-looking person before all this weird moving around of her face. So sometimes I find her makeup a little distracting. But I kind of like the look. I thought I, I, I think I mostly just like the fact that for a pageant girl, she really did show a sense of humor, and I appreciated that. And I thought she, I, and I did think the headpiece was pretty. Yeah, I so too. I would I would agree with that. I think that a, this is a definite toot. Considering I'm not a big Trinity Taylor fan, I think her body looks amazing. The, this is the type of padding and shaping that I want to see in in queens. Not that weird overextended hips and that kind of thing. Yeah. And the 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 dress fits her tight in all the right places and the headdress with the bright colors against the light blue was enjoyable. So I would give this look a toot. Next up, Shay Coulee. Larry, what do we think of Shay Coulee's look that I don't remember the storyline? I just know that one picture we have a fairy princess, but that's all I remember about it. Would you give this a toot or a boot? Um, I was underwhelmed by this. I thought it was a basic pageant gown with some stuff stuck on it, and I didn't, I didn't like the wig, and I actually didn't like her makeup. So I like her, Joe Batanz, but no boot. Okay, Joe Batanz. Remember the old lady that played uh, the neighbor on Two Two Seven, and she died. Girl? Yeah. Yeah. She really should be her daughter. <laughs> Remember 227? Yeah. That's the place to be yeah. with Marla Gibbs and her family. And Jack K. Harry. Oh, yeah. And a young Regina King. Oh, Regina King, a young Regina King. You're right. Yeah, she played her daughter. Yeah. There's no place like home. There ain't no place like home, child. I mean, no place, child. <laughs> I am not getting on that. <laughs> the Midnight Train Lester. to Georgia. Her husband's Larry? name was Lester, right? Wasn't that the Marley Gibbs' husband's name? Yes. Yeah. Oh, God, God all the kids at home are like, "What the fuck <laughs> are they talking about?" Harper, watch, watch the one channel on cable. You'll yeah. I don't like it. I don't like this outfit. Oh, Taylor and everyone at home. Taylor muted it, but he was dying right now. I was not. No, you saw me coughing and dying earlier a couple of weeks ago. That was genuinely dying. This was I just had a little tickle in my throat from things being thrown at my face. <laughs> I give it a boot. I don't like this look. Okay. I would give it a boot as well. I think that it's a very basic. The dress underneath, the blue dress is a pretty dress. But it looks like she added on the weird belt, cinched belt thing is distracting. I'm not sure if that's supposed to be tissue paper or plastic or fat, whatever it is. I I don't like it. I won't have it. Not on my show. So I give that a boot. Next up, Nina Bonita Brown as an alien princess. Joe Batanz, what are our thoughts? What are your thoughts on Nina Bonina Osama bin Laden Brown? I love this look. Major toot. I actually think she should have been in the top three. And I think she's one of the few people that use some creativity with this challenge, actually. I loved it. Big fan. Two. Okay. Larry Flick. 
I would have been a big fan of this if I hadn't felt like I've seen that headpiece as a peach, as a monkey. I feel like she's 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 got limited tricks in her back, and she's already shown them to us. I think uh, if this if she hadn't done all these other kind of cosplay e type looks, this would have landed a little bit more with a little bit more impact. Um, I think we're about a week or two away from them saying, "Do you know how to give glamour?" Yeah. Um, and 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 I will say from the outset, I like fishy queens. I don't like cosplay queens. I don't like this whole, you know, like ugh, no. I like the female illusion. You can give me clown, but give me a pretty face. I'm not into this. Boot. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I have I have thoughts. I vacillate back and forth on this. I love the futuristic look of the outfit, even though it's very the princess from a couple of years ago. We've kind of already seen the outfit, but the head oh, yeah. the headset is the head the head thing is really cool, but we did already kind of see this in the peach and I agree exactly with what you're saying that at some point Michelle's going to say enough with the head pieces. We we need to see something else from you. I would have liked to have seen her add to this somehow so, because it's just basically a silver bodysuit. So if there was some sort of splash of color other than the blue uh, on the belt buckle, I would I would have enjoyed it even more. I'm going to give it a toot, but th- this is going to get old if she keeps doing this. These crazy where her entire face is one color. I want to see contouring. I want to see. I want to see wigs. I want to see. I want to see more. Thank you. Next up, Charlie hides in a gold dress with stuff in her hair. So, Larry Flick, what is your thoughts on Charlie Hyde's princess look? What is happening to my gorgeous Charlie Hyde's? I love this queen, and she has been so unexciting on this show. I feel like she's giving me senior citizen drag, and there's nothing wrong. Listen, I'm an old queen, so I'm not an ageist, but I just feel like she's not really giving it to us. I feel like this is very phoned in. Boot. Okay, Joe Batance. I'll tell you something. This look grew on me. I didn't like it at first, but the more I've seen it online, the more I like You know what it reminds me of? Barbara what? Bel Geddes on Dallas. <laughs> you remember this? Barbara Bel Geddes? <laughs> Larry? Why do you keep that? <laughs> See? You are at. I am trying so hard to not take this show over, and you are now just poking me with a stick. Do you remember Barbara Bel Geddes, Larry? Yes, I do. Actually, you look like Barbara Bel Geddes. <laughs> right now. You're all rinse in your hair. <laughs> yeah, Miss Ellie. Uh, I'm going to say a toot. I, if you would have asked me immediately after the show, I would have said boot, but it's... It's grown out of me. It's uh, she's giving me Z Gallery um, chandelier piece, mid-century modern. Uh, thank you. I love this look. This might have been my favorite look of the night. I, I really liked all of the the things out of her hair. It reminded me of the look that sent Acid Betty home, but in a good way from the Madonna challenge last season. I, I liked the um, I, I loved the, the things over the ears that kind of gave her almost an elven look and I thought that the dress flowed beautifully when she was walking up and down the runway definitely I, actually I think I will say this is my favorite look of the night so I will give this a toot so, 
Last but not least, we have Aja, who came out as Princess Disaster. Larry Flick, what are your thoughts on Mm. Aja's look? As if we didn't already Uh, know. (laughs) Well, you know how... Doesn't her drag look like it doesn't smell clean? (laughs) (laughs) Uh Yes. Sure. I can see that, or I can smell that. It looks like it smells like sweat. Like sweat and corn chips. Mm -hmm. Like the bottom of a dog's paw. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just, it just, uh, boot. But she's a fierce queen. She's a fierce queen. Oh yeah, you love her. People in New York love her. Yeah. People in New York love her. But that look just hurt my feelings. It's so bad. And it looks like it doesn't look, it looks like it smells. Joe Batanz, what are your thoughts on Aja's Princess Disaster? Do you remember the guy who (laughs) was the Puerto Rican fellow on Welcome Back, Cotter? I can't remember his name. Larry, what was his name? Epstein. It looks like Epstein doing drag. Doesn't it? Don't you think so, Larry? Uh, Who who played? Yes, Joe. Also known as Robert Hedges. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she's giving me Robert. She's giving me Robert Hedges' realness here, with her Juan Epstein, Princess Juan Epstein look. Princess Juan Epstein. Uh-huh. Nothing like Juan Epstein. Yeah, I don't want to insult Robert Hedges that way. He's Saint- dead, isn't he? Dead? Yeah, I think he just died. No. Are you sure? No. Yeah, I am almost positive he died. Right, I'm gonna Google this. You, you Google that. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna wait too because I'm, well, I know Horshack is dead. Horshack for sure. Horshack. Oh yeah, Horshack is dead, Horshack and I think Epstein dead. is because Horshack is, is dead, which is the name of my new you know, play. Horshack was a peeping tom in <gasps> Chelsea. Oh wow! Really? The show or the neighborhood? The window of his apartment in Chelsea and masturbate. <gasps> oh 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 oh. Oh, and you're right, oh, he is oh. dead. Robert Hedges is dead. And uh, Marsha... Hashtag R.I.P. Robert Hedges. <laughs> the, the wife is, is dead. The wife is dead? Mrs. Cotter yeah, is dead. Marsha... Yeah. Marsha something. Oh my Marsha God. Strassman. Strassman. I was going to say Strasburg, but yeah, Strassman. Robert Hedges died of a myocardial infarction. Which is my drag name. He was Maya. Maya. Maya cardial cardial infarction. Aww. <laughs> well, that just made you just ruined my day, Joe Patance. Okay. So that was the looks for this week's episode. This week on Untucked, the safe shut up. The safe girls hate being safe and discuss which contestants they want to sleep with while they wait for their fellow contestant. When the bottoms and top enter the untucked lounge, Aja brings along her inner saboteur. <laughs> oh my God, they said so many things. Like You're perfect, you're beautiful, them. you look like Linda Evangelista, you're a model. Everything about you is perfect. Did you stone those tights? Oh, you're smiling. They eat her up every single time. 
she's on that damn stage. She doesn't even, she can walk out there in a diaper. And they're like, Valentina, your smile is beautiful. That's okay. Larry, what are your thoughts on Aja and her, her uh, meltdown? Some small meltdown. Well, I, I, you know, hmm. I thought it was unfortunate, but I thought it was the first sign of actual humanity among these girls. I feel like <clears throat> it's the least rehearsed reaction I've seen all season so far. Um, so I kind of appreciated it. You know, if I were sitting in that room and I was watching one queen get all the glory, I'd probably have a moment too. So I, I appreciate I appreciated that she was being real about it. Joe Batanz, what are your thoughts on Aja's statement? I think it speaks to the fact that something we've talked about before is that she's very popular in New York. And I think that this is this is probably the first time that she's really gotten any criticism. Because I think I haven't done any research in this, but I've surmised that she started as an Instagram look queen. Mm-hmm. And then she became she went out into the public drag queen. So she's just gotten, she really came in with a, a, a built-in fan base. So she's just gotten nothing but praise her entire drag career. And this is the first time she probably thought she was going to come in and just slay from the beginning, you know, and now she's go. they didn't love everything she did. And I think that's really, really hard for her. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, Larry brought up a good point that it, you know, this was a real moment. And I would, I would challenge that by saying, I think last week's Untuck with the, could you shut up for a second moment was also a very real unexpected moment. So we're starting to see cracks in the, where everybody walks in and they're, it's kind of like that first day of school that you want to make the good impression on the first day of school. And as, as school goes on during the year, you eventually kind of become more real. Or if you start dating somebody, it's the similar thing. I think we're starting to see this in this regard. I was impressed that it would have been easy for another queen to go back after Aja, like Valentina could have, but she just said, I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna speak to that. So I thought that was smart on Valentina Valentina's part. Um, but I think we're going to at some point there's going to be an argument where there, there's going to be clapbacks and it's going to get to it. We're, go- we're going to get the the popcorn moment that we've been waiting for. And I think it's probably going to happen on Untucked before it happens on Drag Race. I think that this cast has maybe the biggest potential since season four to get really dark. OK, and I've been I've been saying this a lot on my on my recaps on my EW show that I have a feeling this season is going to take a very seriously dark turn, um, probably about one episode post Snatch Game. I just my gut is telling me that. And I think we saw hints of it with Aja's meltdown with Charlie Hyde last week with was it Alexis Michelle or Eureka when he walked in and said, or was it even Cuckoo? Who was like, well, all the all the fierce queens are here. So what's going on on that stage? They're a little bit more. They're maybe more willing to speak out on how they really feel once they let their guards down. I just think that right now they are heavily producing themselves, and it's going to get dark. That's I did. My gut tells me it's going to get very dark. Okay. Joe, any other thoughts? No. Okay. All right. Well, we have some emails this week. Yay! And, yay! And our first email is from 
Steven Starling, friend of the show. Can mm-hmm. I say friend of the show? For yeah, Drag he's Race? a friend of the show. Okay. And it is titled, Lit for the Gods? No. Guys, what is up with that stage lighting last night? So pink and blue hues that I couldn't actually see the queen's outfit until they lined up for their court martial. I finally see why set designers and such get Emmys. I guess we'll take a well-lit runway for granted. It made it very hard for my favorite sidekick, Pilot Light, to be seen. I will say that after this week's show that Eureka and Trinity Taylor's stock went up last night in the personality and likability department. You guys always bring something to the podcast that I have not heard before. And when you said that Valentina is the, quote, creation of Raja, Raven, and Del to work, it kind of made me love her more. Like three drag fairy godmothers whirling around, putting her together, and sending her out to slay. Love it and love you guys. Joe, what are your thoughts on the lighting situation for the runway looks? You know, it's actually something that's been a big thing on Reddit. And not only that, but my cousin, I saw him yesterday and he said, did you notice how bad the lighting was in the runway last night? And it was, you know, what's so funny is I, I don't know if you guys can tell this. I'm not really into the looks, (laughs) but um, you don't say no. But when I was watching it, it was so dark that I was thinking, because I had, I know people who are like, and like my cousin and his sister, who's also my cousin, they're really, really good at noticing this stuff. And I was like, this is why they're so good. They can look at this and see what I don't see. But meanwhile, everyone had trouble seeing it um, because the lighting was so bad. Yeah, I didn't necessarily notice it until I went back and got the pictures for the uh, for the for the runway looks for the show. That everybody is sort of this weird bluish. And pink hue that just it it's I think it took away from it, especially when you compare some of the outfits on Untucked and they're actually in a white light where you can actually make out what the colors are supposed to be. It completely changes some of the looks. Larry, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I, I <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry about that. I wonder how much of this has to do with them trying to adjust to HD for these queens. Oh yeah, because. Because I felt like the the HD was kinder to them this week, and it might be because the lighting was softer. Um, I mean, there was there was a point last week where you could see the wig lines, you could see tape on people's necks, and it was a little bit less obvious this week because I think it was softer lighting. That said, though, I did think the lighting on the panel, particularly on Rue and Michelle was a little less washed out and white. Um, you would think that they would have figured this all out before they went live with the show, but it feels like they're still figuring it out. Yeah, how weird that people didn't figure out the technical aspects of the show before they went and recorded the show. And so I could, we would never do that on this show. <laughs> yeah, no, we would never have technical issues at all or, or uh-uh. you know, no. let people see, see, the, see behind the chinks in the armor. No. Why are you going to be racist? We didn't talk at all about uh, Cheyenne Jackson Uh, at all. Why would we? As a guest, as a guest co-host. Did we have thoughts on him? I mean, I know there was Carson, Michelle, and uh, RuPaul, but what what are our thoughts on him as a a panelist? I thought he was a little bit more straight from the hip than the average celebrity uh, guest. Yeah. Which I didn't mind. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he, he definitely seemed, he, he seemed like somebody that watches the show. It's not like where he has some new show that he wants yeah. to promote. So they put him in or anything like that. 
But you know, there are times when you'll see a celebrity on and you'll think all they're worried about is whether or not they're going to piss off the audience. And he clearly didn't care, yeah. which I kind of appreciated. Didn't he have like a meltdown or something a couple of years ago? Didn't he yes. have like yeah, <gasps> what happened? Doing yeah. better? Okay. Oh, what happened? He's in recovery no. now. What happened? Uh, he, <gasps> what happened? What happened? He had a. He was on. He was a uh, heavy into drug <gasps> uh, abuse, and he had a major public meltdown. <gasps> he went through a very nasty, nasty breakup with a uh, with a man. <gasps> all very ugly. Yeah. As ugly as Aja. But he's been sober for a while now. He's been sober and, and organized and on the right path for a while now. Good. Well, good nice for him. man. Very, very nice man. I just remember he got weird. Didn't he get weird tattoos? <gasps> yes. Yeah. yeah. He did. Okay. Does he still have them? He's beautiful. He's beautiful in person and his husband is gorgeous. <gasps> he was horrible. Yeah, I appreciated that he gave honest critiques, but then I was so over that super on the nose aqua pussy joke. He was he kept hitting that. Okay, we get it. We heard it. Thank you, Cheyenne Jackson. I'm I'm gonna have a meltdown from that joke. Thank you. <laughs> okay, and we have one other email this week, and it is from Dennis, and he writes, Hey guys. Did I miss something, or did they leave a bunch of content out of this episode? It seems like a lot of the work went into the challenge, but we didn't get to see it. I would have liked to have seen the queens come up with their stories and record their sidekick characters. We didn't really talk a lot about the side. There was only one or two that I thought were actually funny. But we'll 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 talk. We about can that talk about that. Yeah. Let, let me let me finish his. Uh, no, let's his, talk about it right now. Okay, let's talk about it right <laughs> no, now. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. It hurts me to say it, but Trinity Taylor did well in the challenge. Okay, moving on. I think Valentina is the first drag queen serial killer, and I can't wait for her to slip up in a challenge. Not sure why she had to shave her <laughs> eyebrows. She blocked them out well enough to do her stripy brow look. She definitely has all of the elements of charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. I just question her authenticity. I enjoyed the untucked Kai Kai conversation. Who would you all sleep with from the show? For me, it's Sasha and Alexis Michelle. Best regards, Dennis. So let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the sidekicks first. Were there sidekicks that we liked? No. I would say that I liked the I liked Trinity's starfish. <gasps> I thought I thought that <laughs> I thought that it was funny and it showed a sense of humor for her, which <sighs> obviously benefited her because she won the challenge. Larry, did you have any of the sidekicks that you liked? Yeah, I like Trinity's sidekick <gasps> a lot as well, and I and I kind of liked uh, Shea Coulee's uh, sidekick. Uh, uh. Okay, Joe. I thought Trinity's sidekick was so on the fucking nose, so obvious with their dumb. I, that's what I don't like about drag queens are their super obvious double entendres, which obviously Rue falls for. Rue loves it when they do these super obvious double entendres. And I don't like it. I thought it was super on the nose. I didn't wasn't a fan. Didn't like the dumb starfish jokes. It's horrible. Yeah, it was a, it was a weird thing, especially with some of them looked like they were blue screen, and some of them where they almost had that cell shading CGI mm-hmm. thing. I, it, it just it was an it was an odd decision to do that. And I, on the whole, for the most part, I thought a lot of them were really dumb. But that you know. Trinity's. I also wonder if half the queens understood what they were being asked to do. It was pretty clear half of them didn't. That they didn't get what it was supposed to be. I'm not detecting the smartest group of people. No. Among these people. 
So, all right, Dennis wants to know who we would Kai Kai with from this season or who we would sleep with on the show. So, Joe Batance, who would you sleep with if you had a chance to mess around with any of the contestants? Deaf, deaf, deaf at the top is Valentina. I think she's a beautiful man. Um, I think other than that, even though she's departed, I would actually sleep with Kimora Black. Mm. Have you had your shots? Yes. Wow. Larry, who who would who would who do you find attractive from this season? It's not the hottest group of boys, is it? Mm-hmm. Um, probably Sasha Valor. Okay. And only only to have like an anger moment, oh, like like vocal fry one more time, and I, you know, like I would ch- it would be like a choke fuck kind of thing. You you want a grudge fuck Sasha Valor? Yeah, I want to like I want to like you know like hold him by the neck from behind oh. and just. Rah! I think Taylor made sex sounds. The end. <laughs> the end. Oh, that's the end of that. That's your fairy tale. That's how the fairy tale ends for you. No. Well, I actually think Peppermint is a, is a very attractive boy, which I think is, you know, sad for those of us who think he's an attractive boy because he's, she's transitioning. Mm-hmm. Well. So, but she's a beautiful woman as well. We, um, yeah, we, we have a, uh, okay, well, let me, let me, I would say Alexis Michelle is definitely my favorite. I think that she's she's very very cute as a boy, and she is very she falls within my wheelhouse of what I like. So I would say that that would probably be my favorite one. But speaking on the trans transitioning thing, we have a uh, somebody that came to a local bar last night named Jamie Williams. Larry, are you familiar with Jamie Williams at all? Yeah, yeah. J- Jamie Williams, super cute, super super cute. It's a, it's a, yeah. uh, a female to male transgender. God. And actually, Joe, he, thought, he definitely is somebody Joe would be all about. And a very hot fella. A very hot fella. And I feel like I've seen video of him doing what? Ooh, I haven't. Okay. I, and I'm not but sure I if it's him or not, it. but there's video on Tumblr of somebody that looks yeah. a lot like him. And, but he, but this person, I, I'm going to say allegedly because I don't know that it's, it's Jamie Williams or not does not is still female from the waist down so it's it's a very interesting i i have questions yeah. when i when i look I, I i have to i have to ask myself questions about myself when i look because i'm very like oh you're really cute but you don't have the parts that i normally like but that's okay but i'm not sure what i i i am fascinated oh, look, you know there are i've actually met a number of female to male who are still who still have the same genitals as they were born and but they're smoking hot dudes. Yeah, smoking hot dudes. And to clarify about Peppermint, Claire, you know, she is transitioning, and she will be a beautiful woman. But you know, I think she's a pretty good looking boy. Well. I think she's a good looking boy too. I, I, Peppermint would probably be number two on my list. I, I yeah. would definitely. But Alexis Michelle. But she, would, but she would reject the idea, knowing Peppermint as I do. She would reject the idea of being fancied in her boy self. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She used to be a regular on my old show, so I used to say, God, you're such a good-looking guy. And she'd be like, thank you, but no. <laughs> thank you, but no. <laughs> okay. And those are our emails for the week. So, gentlemen, ladies. Yeah? Do we have any final thoughts on this week's full of the full 
experience of episode three. Well, there was one thing that we didn't get to that I thought would be I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on, which is the whole social media thing that the the look queen kind of uh, you know filters and all of that. I mean, it seems like this season more than any other, and it's probably going to become even more so if the show continues. That it's going to be this divide between um, Instagram queens who don't know what it's like to be in the outside world, knowing how to walk, talk, and interact and the old school queens who that's how they make their living by being social um it seemed like they kind of started to address it this week with uh you know i think particularly shay coulee when she was saying you know you meet people and sometimes when they see you in person they're disappointed yeah I, i was i thought that was really an interesting thing and i don't think it was exclusive to asha i thought it was something that having seen pheromones instagram she's so huge on instagram her photos look nothing like her television image i mean they're they're practically oil paintings they're so airbrushed um and that's true and i think that's true of a lot of these queens i would say it almost reminds me of back in the earlier seasons when you had the pageant queens versus the comedy queens that there would be those disagreements or those debates among them, whether it was an intact or whether it was, you know, that this this is the new debate between the queens as far as the ones that are maybe they're they're not as pretty, for lack of a better word, but they're out there working their asses off versus the ones that do lots of filters and and it's all about just the, it's all about getting as many likes as you can on social media. So I, I think yeah. I could see that being a definite ongoing issue especially as social media becomes more and more a part of the lives of of the younger queens as they come onto the show and what's interesting though is that rue from what i hear on his podcast is still struggling with social media and so it's going to be curious it's going to be interesting to see how he continues to respond to all of this because he's an old-fashioned queen himself Mm -hmm. And I don't know how much he's responding to this whole Instagram thing. Well, and and I think that what Joe was saying earlier, as far as the, the jokes about the starfish on the nose, as far as that 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 double entendre, the drag queens, that that's a very to me that's a very old school type of humor that you don't necessarily see that now with some of the newer queens, as far as that they they just kind of put it out there, so you can see where RuPaul would respond to that more than maybe some more blatant aggressive humor. Joe, what like are vaudeville? Yeah, kind of vaudeville. Joe, what are your thoughts? Well, I think by being on the nose, it's very blatant. That's the point of it. Is that it's super obvious. There's no subtlety. Does anyone well, still wear a hat? <laughs> well, okay. I, I guess that that's a fair that's a fair assessment. Is this? I, su- I don't I, like super obvious dumb sex jokes. I think they're just cheap and easy. Which is, by the way, my name in college, but. The point is this, is I think, and this is something that Rue might struggle with, is the Instagram queen, and I think the show struggles with this, the Instagram queen now is a new genre of drag queen, where it's this, the illusion now is escalated to the point of fantasy, and you can now, the with the help of filters and Photoshop, I think the thing I find most offensive, actually, is I actually don't mind that as a genre of drag queen. But as I was telling someone yesterday, 
Because, you know, they accused Anja of using Facetune, which is an app that will fix your face. Is if you're going to be an Instagram queen, that's fine. But then, bitch, do the work and do a proper Photoshop. Because if you ever see this Facetune, it adds like this ethereal quality to you where you're cheeks are too red and you look it looks too smooth and i and if you're gonna do that put the effort in that you're not just hitting some buttons and letting the app do the work for you make it a craft learn uh, learn the craft to make this fantasy this illusion that it's it is a craft what you're doing as well just like with makeup and i think that's what i find most offensive is the laziness of the instagram queen rather than the existence of the instagram queen Thank you. Good point. Okay. Well, I think this concludes the show. Joe, do you want to wrap it up? I sure will. Uh, That concludes this episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. A special thanks to Larry Flick from Sirius XM Entertainment Weekly Radio Channel 105's One-on-One with Larry Flick for joining us today. Uh, Larry, where can we find you? Uh, You can find me on on Instagram and on uh, Facebook and Twitter uh, under my name, Larry Flick. And on my sleep number bed. Oh, you know what? I forgot about this. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? No, we're done. It's over. You know what? Thank you, Larry. That, this the opportunity, is, Jeeves. This falls under the what we forgot to talk about. Thank you, Larry. <laughs> this Larry Flick. No, we're done. On this serious XM radio. Wrap it up, Taylor. <laughs> He does a commercial. So what happens is I'm remote from Los Angeles. They're all in New York. Okay. So first of all, during the commercials, if you guys listen to this, they they cut me off. I'm not allowed to listen to the convo for some reason, which I know they have the capability of doing because sometimes they let me listen. And when I don't, I hear the commercials. Huh? Because we're mocking you. I know. I hear the commercials. Larry does his commercial for this Fakakta sleep number bed. I'm not, so Larry's married to a wonderful man. I think he's cheating on the man with this sleep number bed. I'm not fucking a fucking lie. <laughs> it's an awful like these commercials are like two minutes long. He's like, I just love this sleep number bed. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Oh my god, I just can't wait to take a bag of Doritos, pop on some Real Housewives of Atlanta, and just. Lay on my sleep number bed. It's one T- Taylor. I have to sit through these every week. He fucking loves this goddamn sleep number bed. I, I forgot about that. Ad every day, and it has to be different every time. Well, one of the times you're gonna come in, you're just smoking a cigarette, saying, "All right, I, I fucked the bed. I fucked the bed. It happened." I, if I could, I would. It's a good bed, yo. <laughs> I should have done the podcast from my bed. I know. Follow us on Twitter at Drag Race Recap and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Drag Race Recap. Email us at our new email address, Drag Race Recap at gmail.com and find all of our old episodes at Drag Race Recap.com. Also, don't forget to check out our new show, The Gold Bar, available exclusively on SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com slash Drag Race Recap. But for now, for Taylor Elias Disney, Larry the Latte Boy, and myself, sashay away until next week. Want to know what Taylor the Latte Boy is up to at all times? 
He has his own podcast called Pod Is My Copilot, available on iTunes and at podismycopilot.com. You can follow him on Twitter at PIMC Taylor and also on Instagram at PIMC Taylor. I have another podcast called Catching Up. It's available on iTunes and at cupodcast.com. You can also catch me recapping RuPaul's Drag Race on One on One with Larry Flick on Sirius XM Radio every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Entertainment Weekly Radio Channel 105. Need to see what I'm eating? Follow me on Twitter at Joe Batance. That's J-O-E-B as in boy, E-T-A-N-C-E. And on Instagram at Joe Batance. <laughs>